Hey guys, we're back with Coffee Combos. It's Lindsay and Kale, and I just want to start off this episode with a little bit of drama. So are you ready for this story? I don't know. Am I? You watch Teen Mom 2, right? Yes. Okay, so you know who Janelle is? Yes. She sent me a cease and desist letter. Oh my gosh, like that's legal stuff. Um, I have no idea why she sent it to me because I honestly don't talk about her or to her or anything. Um, And literally the reason was for social media postings. What did it say? Um, I can read it to you. I can pull it up. I'm about to pull it up right now. I just was like, I texted Chelsea and I was like, look at this. And she was like, oh my God, Kale, that's like ridiculous. And then literally the next day she got one. (gasps) And then yesterday her mom, Babs, Janelle's mom, posted on Instagram that she also got one. So she's like sending them to the whole cast. I'm going to read it to you. She sent it to her mother? Yeah, her own mom. Oh, wow. Um, So... She says that she that I post defamatory statements about her and it affects her ability to secure employment in the future. How can she prove that? Well, one, I don't ever post about her. And two, I don't care to post about her. And three, she literally had an article about me on her Instagram story um, when I got the letter. Wow. So like you can't ask me or send me a cease and desist letter yeah and then be talking about me right because i think it i think it's like a two-way street you know like i think don't ask me to do something that you're doing but i think actually whenever you're not doing you like sign something or come to an agreement or whatever it's a two-way street so like you could basically in return send her that and then it's literally like she's held to the same terms but i'm not posting about her so that's the whole thing it literally says um did she maybe like think you were posting about her or did she send you anything specific that made her think? I don't know. I mean, the definition of defamation, I think, is like trying to ruin someone's good reputation. Right. If you don't have a good reputation, anything that I say is probably a reaction to something that you did anyways, which would be my opinion. Right. I think your action would affect you being able to secure a job more than what my opinion on what you did is, right? Right. So... I don't know why she would send this to me and all of our cast. Did did everybody get the same letter? Everyone got the same letter. Me, Chelsea, Randy, Barbara. I don't know if Leah got one. See, I thought that... But I know that... Like, y'all stayed out of the drama. I mean... Chelsea and I don't post about her or, like, talk about her or anything. But I... Did any producers or anything like that get them or just cast? I don't know. I don't know because I actually don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but I don't care because I'm not posting about it and you can't tell me I can't voice my opinion. Right. Yeah, everybody has and like and they're entitled to their own opinions. I wasn't you know what the funny thing is that I wasn't even mad that I got the letter. I just kind of was like laughing because I don't know what the hell it was in reference to. Yeah, she I mean, posted if it had my like phone specific... number on Twitter last year. Let's not forget that. She posted oh, my yeah, phone number on Twitter, right. but I never sent her a cease and desist letter. I'm pretty sure that you can't do that. Wait, why did she post your phone number on Twitter? Cuz she got mad at me. Oh my gosh. That would so be horrible. I just needed to tell you that. I thought it was a little bit funny. Why does it have to be so dramatic? Like, why it's can't so dramatic. everybody just get, get along? along you know? If you don't like, like me, we don't have to speak. Like, it's that simple. It's almost like you all have... The way I look at it, it's like you guys all have your own stories. You're yeah. all very, like, individual. And you're collectively one show. But you don't, you know, really film together other than right. the reunions. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see how it would be so hard to just, like, everybody be united for just the reunions. Right. It would make life so much easier. One time her husband, David, told me to get off the couch and stop eating Cheetos. He posted that on my Instagram. So I just, um, I don't know. Like, like why? you felt, like, fat shamed or something? Well, or it was just, like, like, you guys are the ones posting about right. us. So it's just weird, you know? But anyway, we can move on. I just wanted to tell you that little bit of drama that was going on this week well, that's your weekly drama luckily i don't have any weekly yeah. drama. well I that's like good i don't ever have any that's great like i can't do relate. i no I, mean, I don't think so i would say no i feel like it i'm just you're like, pretty wholesome so guys let's take a break from all the drama i want to tell you about this awesome website called swap.com which is great for buying and selling used clothes and as moms we know how fast our, our kids grow out of everything so this is perfect for that using swap.com you can save up to 90 percent off of retail price of your favorite brands like lululemon carters nike j crew and gap between six to ten thousand new items are added daily if something doesn't fit 
you can return it within 30 days, hassle-free, no questions asked. It really is perfect. It's the world's largest online consignment. And for listening to Coffee Combos, you will get your first order on swap.com, 40% off, plus free shipping by using our promo code COFFEECOMBOS40. I have a lot of stuff, like even things with tags on them. That you that your kids didn't they even just aren't going to wear. Yeah, right. So I can put it on swap.com. Yep, you can put it on swap.com. That's super cool. So what's next? What are we going to talk about? So this week, I really wanted to talk about current TV obsessions. Okay. Amongst other topics. Yeah, no, I have. We have lots to talk about today. I'm excited. Lots to talk about. But I have recently started binge watching. This is us. Okay. And last night, like it's very recent, but. Mm-hmm. Everybody has been telling me about watching this show. Like all of my friends have been telling me, you have to watch This Is Us. You would be obsessed with it. You would be obsessed with it. I've never really found the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And I was finally like, you know what? I just need to take the time, like slow down a little bit and find a show that I can get into. And this show is absolutely amazing. Well, what's it about? I've never seen it. I've heard about it. I know some of my friends watch it, but I don't know what it's about or anything like that. So basically... um, one of the main characters, Rebecca, gets pregnant with triplets and has a rough pregnancy. Okay. And so it kind of, it's one of those shows where you have to like really pay attention because it flashes back. So okay. it's like a flashback and then current. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens is she goes into labor. Um, as the show starts, she like goes into labor and her doctor isn't there and another doctor has to deliver her, which it's very relatable. Like that would be very scary to me. And the doctor that delivers her is actually like 70 year old man. And she's very terrified and he wants to like start warning them about, you know, the risk of having triplets and, you know, what could happen and whatever. And the husband wants to be very optimistic and, you know, like nothing's going to go wrong, whatever. And so she has the first baby and it's a boy. And then he has to rush her into emergency surgery to have a C-section to get the other two babies. The next one's a girl. And the last one was a boy and he was stillborn. Wow. So it's like heart-wrenching. Like the show is like so sad. And so I just try to put myself in that situation where it's like, could you imagine, you know, going to the hospital and, you know, dealing with something like that? And you want to be like so thankful for the two kids that you have, but, but you you're can't. also grieving the loss of one. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in grief, but you should be like, it should be like the happiest time of your life, but, but you're grieving, sad. you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So um, he comes out, the doctor comes out and the wife is, you know, under and she's sleeping and comes out and talks to the dad and gives him like the greatest little kind of like pep talk, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. and tells him about how he also had lost a child and the hospital, like when his wife went in to deliver and how it was something that really formed his life. And that's what made him want to deliver babies. Oh, wow. And so he wants to take like the good out of the bad situation. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, there is a baby dropped off at the hospital, an African-American baby dropped off at the hospital. Um, Parents were drug addicts and he gets dropped off and left. And these parents end up taking that baby home as their third baby. Oh my God, stop. I'm going to cry. So they have the names already picked out before the kids were born and they Mm -hmm. were all K names, um, Kevin, Kate, and Kyle. And so they name the one that was supposed, that was stillborn. They named the little boy that they bring home. What? His his name. name. Okay. And the mom is like having a really hard time and she's not connecting with the baby. He won't breastfeed. You know, she's like, I just don't feel the connection with this baby. You with know, the new baby. With the new baby. Okay. Yeah. She's like, I just don't feel the connection. Like there's something not right, you know, whatever. Well, so when she was leaving the hospital, she sees the, this African-American man standing across the street and she knows that that's the dad. So mm-hmm. she goes looking on the public transportation um, day, it, you know, it's like days later, she goes looking on, on public transportation for the man. She's like, do you know anybody that goes by the name Shakespeare? And, um, she finds him and goes and has a conversation with him. And she's like, I just need to know that, like, I wanted to see the situation, but I just need to know that if I'm going to raise him, like I'm going to raise him as my own. And like, I don't want you to have anything to do with him, with him. Yeah. And so he promises that. And she tells him that she's not connecting with the baby. And he, she said, um, Basically, I think she was like looking for confirmation from him and he said, give him his own name. 
because the name belonged to her the son baby. that she lost. Mm-hmm. And so he, the the dad who was, you know, on drugs, he basically read this to to the woman that was pregnant with him. I guess his biological mother read him, read her poetry, and she, the poet's name was Randall. So she goes back and tells her husband, she doesn't tell him that she's seen the biological dad. He doesn't okay. know. Okay. But she tells him that she, you know, found this book because the biological dad gave her the book. Mm-hmm. And she said she found this book and she thought the name Randall fit him. Mm-hmm. So now they have Kyle, or Kevin, Kate, and Randall. Okay. And they grow up and they are all very different personalities. And the storylines are just very like, relatable things and I wrote down some stuff so I'll tell you just like some of the storylines that were very life relatable that I feel like anybody that would be watching the show would be able to relate to um adoption like what it's like having siblings that were biological and you're not yeah Mm -hmm. um Problems with marriage after having a baby because she kind of goes through a little bit of like postpartum depression and has trouble connecting with the baby. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. And it was kind of like she was tired and then she was grieving and like. There's just a lot of emotions at one time. Yeah. A yeah, lot of emotions. I agree. Um, effects on drugs with parenting. Yeah. You know, and how kids are the ones that suffer from that. Yeah. You know, um, kids who are adopted, kids who are adopted seeking out their birth parents after. Mm-hmm becoming of legal age right um actually when randall becomes a grown man and he's very successful he's an attorney you know he's like the i would say the most successful child from the three three? oh wow and he's very determined and he becomes an attorney he makes partner and he actually ends up paying for a search to find his dad and found him and when he found him he had stage four stomach cancer oh wow and so he's like helping him but falling in love with him at the same time because it's like a natural connection that he has with him that yeah. is biological yeah um and i i feel like so many people probably go through that that are adopted you know they yeah. want to know kind of where they came from whether I wasn't it's good adopted, or bad but i wanted to know who my dad was yeah like, whether i never met him so even if it was a bad situation yeah. you still wanted to know yeah. what it was mm-hmm. right i wanted to know i wanted to decide for myself what the situation was and how i felt about it right um grief after losing a child you know mm-hmm. i mean i don't know what that would be like and i pray to god that i never have to experience that because I truly think that as a parent, you should never have to bury your child, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't imagine that. And I know a lot of people could probably relate to that. And, um, you know, I think just the storylines are just so relatable. It's something that you're going to have to watch. At some point you can relate to it on some type of level. The sister, the, the brother that's biological, Mm -hmm. um, his name's Kevin, and he is like an actor or whatever wants to be. And mm-hmm. he, the sister, basically like takes care of him. He can't do anything on his own, but she struggles with weight, and she's like in a fat, you know, fat class and all this kind of stuff. And she only can ever focus on being overweight, and she feels like she's nothing else other than that. And she meets somebody like while she's going to these classes and like falls in love with him. Oh, so that's cute. Yeah, it's really cute. That's a- like. It's a really good show. Like, you need to make time to... Sit down and watch it? Sit down yeah, and watch it. I will. And like you said, you drank for the first time after putting your kids to bed. Yeah, the I other don't night. ever, like, I hear about all my mom friends that are like, oh, when the kids go to bed, you know, I drink I drink a bottle, a glass of wine or something. Like, yeah. I did that, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is the greatest thing in the world. Ever. Yeah, like, I've never done it, but I feel like that would be something that you could do. Like, maybe not drink too much wine because you might be like... <laughs> Like a, a major ball of like no, sadness. Yeah, no, I'll just have like a glass of wine, watch the show, would be cute. Yeah. I just lately been going to bed at the same time as my kids because I get so tired. I know. But no, I'll definitely carve out some time for that. Maybe when the boys are with their dads. You have to, and you can watch it on the NBC app. Oh, cool. You just put yeah, in yeah. like your provider for your TV. Watch it. Watch I watched it. it on my phone, like oh, three cool. episodes last night. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that would be cool on my That's laptop so or good. something. Also, I don't know, the show. I immediately fell in love with it because of Mandy Moore. Like, I'm obsessed with Mandy Moore, and I've been she obsessed was a with good, her that would have been long to remember. I was going to say, she would have been good for the our 90s conversation, because I, I know she was, like, a big in the 90s, big right? Big in the 90s, yeah. yeah. And did you watch the movie A Walk to Remember? I did watch that movie. 
Yeah. Why do I get so invested in these movies? Like, I think they're you real life. Them. And I, I know. When I see her in something else or I see an actor in something else, I can't remove them from, like... There's a name for that. I forget what the name is called. When you, like, Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. Yeah. He can never play another character anywhere else. Yeah. Because he is Aaron Samuels. Samuels. Yeah. Yes. And I can't remove, like, I literally think she has cancer. You know, oh, and like wow. she dies, you yeah. know what I mean? Because I'm so invested no, in the movie. But she's still here. But like she's still here, you know? Yeah. And then, of course, like Justin Hartley, like who I don't doesn't know. I have no idea love looking is. at Justin Hartley. Like he's a gorgeous man. Um, and then my other show that I binged was Mindhunter. And I've never even heard of that one. Basically, it's like two FBI agents fighting the departmental stigma of, back, of backroom boys. They're trying to basically develop like these innovative investigative ways based off of psychology of the serial killers. Like they're interviewing them and like trying to go, figure them out? Yeah, they, okay. they basically go and okay. interview. That's like more up my alley for sure. And try to figure them out. So obviously they're not talking to like the real like serial killers, but they're talking to people who are like acting like them and they go... Like, like people who have similar personalities? No, no, no. It's like people acting like they were the serial killer. They're like incarcerated. Oh, they, like, they, so they are. Okay. I see what you're saying. They're yes. not, they really weren't the ones that committed the crime. No, no, Got it. but okay. they're, it's like a reenactment of them talking to that person. Okay. And they're trying to figure out, you know, commonalities between these serial killers. Like, for example, um, most serial killers are bedwetters, like past the age seven or something like that. And they have like very specific... So it's like the psychology behind all of it. Yes, the psychology behind all of it. And they're going and like talking to all these people and like basically figuring it out. Okay. That's pretty... That's more... uh, I watch a lot of um, ID channel. I like Homicide Hunter with Joe Kenna. Kenda. Yeah. So... Like, tell me about that shot. It's just this guy who's, it's like real life. So this guy is um, a homicide detective and he solved over 400 murders and they just tell his story and like he goes back and like um, tells the stories of like the cases that he solved. And a lot of them are crazy. Yeah. It's in, um, I want to say it's Colorado Springs or it might be Denver, Colorado. One of those. I think it's Colorado Springs. And And it's like real life. Yeah. It's like the real stories of like cases that he solved. So like, yeah, I'm obsessed with that one. Mm -hmm. And like web of lies is another one I watch on ID channel. It's like how like murders or something like have happened by meeting people on the internet. Yeah. You would definitely like Mindhunter. It basically is like a show that, you know, like the serial killer that killed, like went to the colleges and killed sororities and whatever, like it follows, you know, and you kind of get like in detail, like the psychology behind why they're doing it. Like they, they either have an estranged relationship, like with their mother, with their father, or or a uh, relationship that's like an unhealthy relationship that's been like a festering issue yeah. for their whole life, and then they like finally act out. Oh wow! Like one of the serial killers, for example, like his mother was like very overbearing and would basically lash out at him. So he would basically go and kill animals and then like bury them outside her bedroom door or like what? like her bedroom window or that's whatever. That's so creepy. And it just continued to get worse and worse like and worse. More. Yeah. So I guess it's like a kind of once you get away with things, you like take it a little bit further, a little bit further every time. There has to be some type of like mental thing with that though. Oh yeah. Like you mentally can't be like all there to to be doing stuff. But really, truly most serial killers are not dumb people. No. Which is crazy because you would think that you would have to be like really stupid to do stuff like that, but they're actually like Calculating. Yeah. Like very calculating. So I think that you would like it. And we both basically want to be like the FBI. So yeah, definitely want to be in the FBI. Have you ever, I've always wanted to do a ride along. No, like I don't think car. I can handle it in real life. Like I think it sounds like I want to be like a homicide detective, but I also don't think I could handle it. Like, No, in I couldn't real life. go into a crime scene. No. I couldn't do that. No. But I could definitely like, I want to do a ride along and see like what cops deal with on a daily basis. You know, like. To ride for a like shift. a detective or like a regular no like cop. a regular cop you know because like it's a, different yeah like a regular cop like I don't think I could go into like a crime scene yeah no I don't think I could do either one of it to be honest and I've always wondered about citizens arrest too what's that 
like where you can like arrest another citizen? Like, is it like for real? Like you would arrest somebody? Yeah. Like if somebody's like breaking the law and like, you know, they're breaking the law, then. I don't think you can do that. Can you arrest somebody? No. Or like, would you get arrested for trying to arrest somebody? Probably. That's not real. I've always wanted a citizen to arrest somebody. Like if I saw I don't you think breaking you can the do law, that. That's I would be thing. like, kill, citizen's arrest. Because you even know, you have, you don't even have your Miranda rights memorized. I have the right to remain silent. Anything you say. I don't think it can. starts like that. What? How do you have work? an attorney? Would no, you like that, us to provide you one? No, that's not how it starts. Yeah, it is. It's you have the right to remain silent. Anything, Anything you say can, can and will, will be against, against you in the court of law. If you, you do can. not have an attorney. Yes, you're right. One will be provided, provided for, for you. you. Yeah. Okay, I but, could you can't, you, but you don't have the handcuffs to. I know. You couldn't like literally like put your hands on somebody, but would somebody stay? Like if I told you, if you were breaking the law, like <laughs> I saw you doing something, breaking the law. And I was like, citizen's arrest. I'm calling police. I don't you. think that's a thing. I'm going to look it up right now, but that's definitely not a thing, Lindsay. I don't think that you can just arrest somebody. Citizen's arrest? Yeah. Well, then I'm arresting Janelle (laughs) for falsely accusing me of posting about her on social media. I think they have to be like breaking the law. Okay, wait. Citizens? Not like civil. It has to be like legal. Because I could, I would think that you could, a citizen's arrest is an arrest made by a person who is not acting as a sworn law enforcement official. In common law jurisdictions, the practice dates back to medieval England and the English common law, in which sheriffs encouraged ordinary citizens to help apprehend lawbreakers. But that's not a thing now. That would be me. Because I'm pretty sure then you can turn around and arrest them for like assault, for touching you. I don't care. I would be the first arrester. So they couldn't arrest me if I arrested well, them. Well, you better learn some jujitsu because someone is for sure going to try to take you down if you try to touch them. <laughs> Like, I'm not playing around. If I saw you breaking the law... That's you're not going to arrest time, me. Next time I see you breaking the law, I'm going to be like, next your time, citizen's arrested. When did I ever break the law? Your citizen's arrested, and I'm calling the police. Okay, so you're not really arresting me. No, like, I'm not going to actually touch you. I'm just going to be like, would you stay there or would you run? I wouldn't leave. I would laugh at you, and I would okay, get so in my car. Okay, so you're running from the police now. <laughs> you're not the okay. police. That's not a I'm thing. I'm a citizen uh, acting as a law enforcement agent. Oh, my gosh. You're not acting as... No. Yes. That's not a thing. Yes. yes. Absolutely not. Okay, so it might not be a thing in real life anymore, but it used to be a thing. Yeah, from what I've read. Yeah. Okay, guys, so I have to tell you guys about Birchbox, which is super cool because for me, I'm just now getting into beauty. And Birchbox is cool because you get a bunch of different sample and regular size items. And it just is perfect for a gift and for whatever you want to use it for. And it really is the gift that keeps giving because it starts at $30 and they are available in three, six and 12 month subscriptions. And today you can save 20% off gifts with our code coffee at birchbox.com slash coffee. And that is actually only good until Christmas day, Christmas day. Perfect. What other shows you said that you watched like crime things like, yeah, I, you know what? I watched John Bonet Ramsey. I yeah. watched that thing. Um, that was crazy. That also was in, I think, around, I think it was Boulder, Colorado, which is right around like where Lieutenant Joe Kenda worked. Yeah. And I watched the OJ Simpson thing on, I believe it was Netflix. Okay. So what's your opinions on... John Bonet Ramsey? Yeah. Literally, I think out of all like the murder stuff and mystery things that I've watched, that was probably the craziest case I've ever seen. I don't see how they didn't solve it. I think that there was a lot of money involved and I think people were paid off and um, there was a lot of, I wouldn't say corruption, but maybe they kind of like ruined crime scenes by negligence. I would yeah. say negligence. So I believe the, the mom had something to do with it. The dad probably covered for his wife mm-hmm. and the son knew, but yeah. he was so young that what was he going to do? But like, how did it happen? This is all just my opinion, by the way. Okay. Yeah. These are our opinions. We are not... I'm not a detective agents or detectives or the FBI for real. We just think we are. (laughs) Um, I think that it was an accident that they covered up. But what do you think happened? Like what, what do you think like literally happened? I don't know because there was so much stuff that I feel like I watched it too. You watched it. I watched it and I think, okay, so she was a bedwetter. Yeah. And in the investigation, they said that there that she had wet the bed like that night, but then there was places on the bed that she had wet that had not been cleaned. So I don't know if it was a situation where like the mom was like trying to prove a point to her and made her mad. So she made her sleep in like the pee or something. I think the mom like acted out of anger maybe. I think so too. And I think that she 
I think she probably didn't mean to kill her, right. but I think it maybe she like wet the bed, maybe she cried out, mm-hmm. and then the mom got mad. It was like the middle of the night, and then she killed. I think like out of anger, it, or like there was an of, accident, and then they. Do you think that Maybe she like hit she her with a flashlight? Un- she like went unconscious or something, and then they, instead of like getting help, they like put her in the basement. They killed her. Yeah, I don't think a stranger ever broke into that house. I don't think that there was ever a stranger in that house. Me neither. I think that. Did you watch the part where it said the mom was like? She still had on the same clothes. Yes, you don't put on the same clothes. You don't put back on the same clothes. But the thing that struck me was, as a woman, she had on all of her jewelry. It was almost like she never went to bed. Right, because she was up all night doing something, something. that she shouldn't have been doing. And it's very strange to me. I have kids, and obviously, and they wake up early. Right. They're waking up early. They're not sleeping in until 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. And in that documentary, they said that the brother, who was, I think... Was he six or seven at the time? He was older than her, but I don't think by a ton. He was really young, supposedly yeah. slept until like late in the afternoon. No, you told your son to not come out of that room. Yeah, I agree. Because there's no way that your kid, no matter how late, they, my kids went to bed after we went to the movies, like I told you, yeah. um, and they we got home late, like a, a little bit after 11. They went to bed by time midnight. They were up at seven o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter what time, like... Like they're staying, they're getting up, they're going to bed late and they're still getting up early. So to me, I think something happened. Doesn't matter what time I put Jackson to bed, he's getting up by 8 a.m. Oh yeah. Like period. Mm-hmm. 100%. Whether he goes to bed at one o'clock, it doesn't yeah. matter. So I think, do you think that something happened with like the, was it the, a flashlight or something? They showed like a... No, a paintbrush, I thought. I think it was a flashlight or something like that, that it showed they were doing like a test on a skull and how it matched like the exact... Oh, I didn't, I must've missed that part. Did we watch yeah. the same documentary? And there, there was, was something with um, also the ransom letter was like matched the mom's, they said it was inconclusive, but it matched the mom's handwriting because it was like... You know, like if you write with your left hand or like you you try to write differently with your dominant hand, yes. you always go back to your natural handwriting. Handwriting, yes. So unless you're f- completely focused on, and the ransom letter was so like to a T. Well, and how would they have known, how would somebody exact, have known the exact number of, of his bonus? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't. like that's so random and it's on the back steps. Nobody's going to go in a house and like spend all their time looking for a pen and paper, commit the crime and write the ransom letter all in the house that you committed all in. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and then to put she it She was the dead steps. the whole time. So the whole point of the ransom note was just dumb. And the dad like knew exactly where she was. Was, yes. yes. So to me, I mean, you're not going to be able to commit something like that and then write the ransom note and then nobody hears you, nobody, anything. And then the pineapple on the table, it only had the Burke, which is the brother mm-hmm. and the mom's fingerprints on it. Right. And there was fresh pineapple in her stomach. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, I didn't see that part. I think we watched two different documentaries, yeah, I but think so. there were two different ones. I think Lifetime did one, and then I saw the one. I think it was on Netflix or something. But yeah, wow. so that was that. Well, so I don't know like what actually happened, but I have my theories. And again, Same. like we aren't investigators or detectives; these are just our opinions. I actually, um, saw. I wanted to watch that because Chelsea tweeted about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to see this. I didn't hear about the case prior to. Yeah. Prior to? Yeah, yeah, someone tweeting me about it or tweeting about it. What about the O.J. Simpson thing? Oh, God. I, I definitely think O.J. did it. So actually, um, funny, because I met somebody who was part of the FBI team who did the um, lie detector test on he him. Took, he took one? He took, yeah, he took a lie detector test. And apparently the reason that the glove didn't fit was because he was on medication for blood pressure and... He had gone off of his medication, so he had swelled swel- up. he had swelled up, and so that's why the glove didn't fit. Yeah, see, like there's so much like involved with it that you don't hear about, and that's crazy. And I think that it's just too. It almost to me was like too personal of a crime. Oh yeah, that's like a crime of passion. Yeah, for it to have been anybody else. I agree, a hundred percent. I think that he realized. Um, the situation and I think he was just like panicking you know yeah. like I think it was like a panic situation first off if you haven't done anything why would you be driving down the freeway running away like running away from freaking out yeah. yeah if you haven't done anything because if I was in that situation and I hadn't done anything I would just let them arrest me let them question me whatever they wanted to ask and be done with it like if you haven't done anything wrong there's no reason for you to run like I feel like that 
shows your guilt. Okay, I will say this. So, you know, last year I did marriage boot camp, and in one of the drills we had to do a lie detector test. I was telling the truth. Right. And I still felt like it made me so nervous that I felt like it was going to come up that I was lying. So that experience, like literally they asked is they do a whole series of questions before you get to the actual questions right. that you want to know. Cause they were trying so, to test like your heart rate yep, and like, mm-hmm, yep. and all of that. And so like they said, is your name Kaylin? Yes. I'm obviously that's my name, but right. I was freaking out so bad that I'm like, this is going to come up that I'm lying. Mm-hmm. Is today Tuesday. And you can only say yes or no answers. And right. so like that made me even feel it was Tuesday, but I was, I felt like I was lying. Right. So Knowing that I did a lie detector test in such um, a non-high pressure like scenario, if I had to do another one, I don't know if I would agree to it. Just because they are, I mean, yeah, I guess if I'm I'm telling the truth, of course, but also you still feel like you're lying even though you're not. But I feel like your heart rate would be kind of, it's going to have a variation because even though you're nervous and like you're they, answering that's why those, they do it. that's why yeah. they do it because yeah, it's like you're nervous when you're answering like, yes, my name's Kaylin. But you're also like gonna be nervous when it's Tuesday, or yeah, I was then, so nervous. Then if somebody's like, "Did you kill somebody?" Your heart rate's gonna do something different if you're lying. Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, I just even though I was telling the truth, I would still be. I feel like hesitant to agree to another lie detector test. And also, they don't hold up in court, so I'm. I'm guess I'm confused as to why they did it. Did it? Yeah, I don't. They're think, not admissible in court. I don't think. And they, I, I, don't I think. think so. Trombone and Ramsey's parents, I don't think they agreed to one. Which is sketchy. Which is sketchy. That's because very if sketchy. you're honestly, like even if you're nervous, if you are innocent, you're gonna agree to it regardless. Right, right. What about moving on from the OJ case? What about Casey Anthony? Oh, she's guilty hundred percent. Guilty. Guilty. What do you think happened? She killed her daughter and then went on a month for like, oh my gosh, that that case pissed me off so much. Why? Because I just felt like what are you like? How did she? I know that you can't. What is the word that I'm looking for? That it's like circumstantial evidence. evidence but yes. like, I feel like the case was. I feel like it was against her for sure. She definitely is guilty, and she's such a liar, though. And do you think that she was really sexually abused? No, I, I think that was a complete lie. Yeah, I agree. Did like, she take a lie detector test? I don't remember. I can't remember if she did or not, but... And she made up Esmeralda or whoever was the... Oh, yeah, the nanny. Manuela or Esmeralda. Somebody was a nanny, nanny? and was like, Babysitting that was made her? up. Yeah, that was completely Because who, who was up. paying for that? She wasn't, and her mom no. didn't know about her. Yeah. No, I, that whole case made me so mad. There were so many things that she lied about that even if she was telling the truth, I wouldn't believe her because she was caught in so many lies. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So there had to have been other things that she should have been in jail for, right? And they said when like you watch negligence? like when you watch the um, like the documentary or any of the stuff that was like going on with it, if you followed along like while it was live and stuff, there was just something about her personality that just like wasn't right. Well, it's like she could switch her emotions like on on a dime. Yeah. Yes. And I think her mom. There's something weird about her mother. Well, her mother probably was like, well, that's my daughter, so I need to... To help cover it. Yeah. Yeah. I almost think that um, she wanted to go out, and I think that she tried to like sedate the baby enough to... Kaylee enough to get her to sleep, and I think like it was a... A disaster. I think it was like a situation gone bad. Like I don't necessarily know if she... She Googled how to do something with chloroform. Oh, no. I think that she intentionally used the chloroform, but I don't think she tried to use it to a deadly point. I think that that's just what happened. That's insane. Get a I think she wanted... She probably couldn't afford it, and she probably wanted to just live this young life, and she was living basically a double life. She didn't work at Disney World. Remember that? Or Universal. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. didn't work at Universal and they went to try to check her employment and said that she had not I worked I just feel there. like there had to have been something that they could have put her away Proved. for. Yeah. 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 Maybe but, not murder, but I mean, you put the child in harm's way. You were negligent. You didn't yeah. notify of a missing person for 30 or more days, whatever it was. And then you get a tattoo while your daughter's missing. Like, what do you mean? It, I mean, it's it's crazy. If you guys would also like to be a part of the fake FBI... <laughs> tweet us and let us know if you think that Casey Anthony did it if you think OJ did it and what happened to John Bonet 
Yeah. Okay. That was so moving on to our next topic, Kim Kardashian and her pregnancy. Yeah. I'm, I haven't really been following the story too closely because I'm not, I'm, I don't really watch or keep up with Kim very much. Um, but I do, I did hear that she has a surrogate. So she teased that she, she and Kanye were having twins. Like she teased that. And then she announced that she was having a girl on Ellen. So she's not having twins, just so a girl? So we don't know. Okay. Because she has a surrogate. So apparently the surrogate was six months pregnant, but she was photographed with a large baby bump. I couldn't find the photograph. Um, so does this mean that like... But there's also rumors that Kylie is pregnant. So could she be the surrogate? I don't know. I saw my that friends actually crazy, said in it? the um, group text that we have that they flew a drone over Kylie Jenner's house and they were having a baby shower with all girl stuff. So is that for Kylie or is that for Kim? Because maybe Kylie hosted Kim's baby shower. shower. True. But maybe Kylie is pregnant with Kim's baby. True. And then on October the 23rd, Kim tweeted about, does anyone know who makes the best double stroller? Not a tiny compact one, but a regular size one. Well, how old is Saint? Well, he's still little too. So it makes you wonder, like, would she want it for Saint and the baby or would she want it for two babies because if i had if if isaac and lincoln would have been like two years apart i would have got a double stroller but they're four years apart so obviously i don't need one same thing for lux and lincoln lincoln's four the baby's new so i don't need one but if the kids were only in one or two years apart then you might need a double double stroller and supposedly the surrogate has been spotted with like a very large baby bump which is but how do we feel about that i feel like that's almost like like you're trying to compete with beyonce like let's stop well i mean i just think that that's just relative to like whoever's pregnant, you know, like I didn't start showing until I was literally like six or seven months pregnant. Oh, see, I don't, I started showing like as soon as I peed on a stick. You know what I mean? So, but you were probably like, (laughs) I got large and in charge very early on. So you can't, it's by the woman, you know, just because the surrogate got large quickly doesn't mean that anything that's just having twins. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know. But then Kim told Ellen that a psychic relayed that she would have twins in 2018. Oh, Jesus. And she said, she said, a psychic emailed me the other day and said, you're going to have twins in 2018. So like, is she pregnant with twins? Is it, is that going to, cause usually she doesn't like tell anything about her pregnancies, you know? So normally until she's going to have the baby, it's like, you don't know if it's a boy or a girl. You don't know what the name's going to be, whatever. I wonder what outrageous name she's going to name this kid. I know. I don't... Northwest, St. West, what else? And I wonder there? if they picked the sex. Oh, you know, yeah. Maybe they're getting one of each. Maybe they... Wow, if I get that right, I'm a psychic myself. But how do you feel about surrogacy? I mean, I'm down for it. I think it's like a great option for people who can't, you know, carry yeah. a child. Mm-hmm. I've always thought about... I had such like a fun pregnancy. Like I loved being fine. pregnant mm-hmm. that... I've thought about like being a surrogate for somebody, yeah. but I don't know if I could do it because I feel like I would naturally- be so connected to the yes. baby that you wouldn't be able to, you know, I know somebody who was a surrogate three times. She surrogated, surrogated, is that a thing? She carried, she carried, okay. um, twins, boys for a couple. She carried, and then two other times. Um, and she wanted to do it again, but then there was like issues with it. Right. Um, so she didn't go through with the fourth one, I guess, but, um, her advice was just that if you are considering surrogacy that you want to wait until you've completed your own family, mm-hmm. like you've had all the kids that you want to have, because if there's ever a complication in it or something like that, you would want your fa- own family to be complete before you help someone else complete oh. theirs. But I don't know. I think it's a good thing. That's I think, really good advice. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a cool thing. And I think, I don't know. Like with me being on the fence of like wanting another child, I don't think like now would be the time for me to no, be like, oh, I'm going to be a surrogate not. for yeah, somebody. I don't think so. And I know that there's a lot of things that go into it. Like you have to give yourself injections and hormones and all kinds of things. And when it's almost like you are at the mercy of another like family, I guess in a sense, you feel like you're kind of controlled by that family for the mm-hmm. whole time you're pregnant, you know, because you are carrying their child and you have to remember that, that it's a job. You yeah. Know? And, and your partner has to be on board with it and make sure that they're okay with taking care of you while you're carrying someone else's child. And I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that go into it. I just, you know, pregnancy is really hard on the body. So yes, 
but I mean, I don't know. Like I realistically think that I couldn't do it because emotionally I think I would be, even though I knew, I know it wouldn't be like my child, even though you carry it, I feel like you have a natural connection with whatever would be like inside your body. Right. Yeah. I could agree with that for sure. Like you feel its first kicks, you, you know, do all that Morning sickness. Yes. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. So basically I probably wouldn't be a surrogate. But do we think Kylie's pregnant? Yes or no? I think it's, I think it's probably true. I do too, because otherwise you just deny it. Yeah. I mean. You would just say, no, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. I mean, I Is Chloe pregnant? Is that a thing? Everybody's saying that like every Kardashian sister's pregnant. I've read yeah. an article about every Kardashian sister being pregnant. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think that Courtney's pregnant. I think if she got pregnant again, I think she would seriously get pregnant with Scott. You think? Yeah. I don't, I think she's not Just pregnant. because she already has three kids with him. With him yeah. That naturally she would. Just go back to him if she wanted to have another one. Yeah. Okay. If it's only about having the kids. And I think that that's probably. Yeah. Like what it's about for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. What a strange. I guess we'll find out in the next a few couple months. months. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you guys an update whenever we find out. And we'll see how right we were or wrong. So I want to talk about like communication and. Relationships. Yeah. And like how important that is on like the survival life. I guess like the survival of a relationship, like text messages versus phone calls, long distance versus, I guess, like living close. Like in like a romantic relationship or just relationships in general, like friendships, relationships, everything. I think romantic relationships. I don't really like talking on the phone. But I think that's just across the board for me. Like even like no matter who it is. You'd rather talk on the phone than to text? If I've got something like really important to say, I want to pick up the phone and like talk about it, call and talk about it and just like get it over with instead of send the text. But at the same time, I feel like you hide behind the comfort of a text message. If it's something that's like a little sensitive, Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be like, would you break up with someone over a text message? Yeah. Or would you call them? Yeah. You would break up with them over a text. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like it would be too sad to like call and like, I don't want to hear somebody like cry or like be sad or. Yeah. How I do don't think feel? I'd break up with them at all. I think I'd just stop texting, calling. I just Okay, stop, so you stop. would ghost. Probably, yeah. Because I that's, don't wanna I don't wanna worse. let I know, but I don't I don't wanna let anyone down. Well you're you are letting them down, like by not talking to them at all. Like but they both have, are a letdown, so I'd rather just They have like zero closure when you do that. Like when you ghost someone, it's like I didn't know there was a term for that. Yeah, I feel like ghosting it's so insensitive because you're not thinking about the other person's feelings at all. You're literally cutting them off with zero closure. And like, how is that fair to other person? Like the, I guess it depends on the situation. Like you at least like owe them like the decency to be like, Hey, like this isn't going to work. And like, unfortunately it's not working for me. And I don't know how like you feel about it. Like you might feel the same, but. Well, I'm ghosted on Lux's dad multiple times before we had Lux. So. Oh my gosh. For cheating. Like I saw him cheating. I don't need to say. No, I don't that's a different you, That's I don't a different owe you situation. an explanation. I saw you cheating and now we're not going to talk for the next six weeks. Yeah. But that's a, that's a whole different situation. Like what if somebody was like completely innocent party and like you just weren't feeling it anymore? Oh, you know I, mean, I mean, I've never really experienced that, but if I did, I, I feel like I would give them closure, but I have never. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. No. <laughs> I, I just think like if you do me wrong, I'm going to just cut you off. Like that's it. Yeah. What about, okay, so text message, do you prefer communicating text messages or a phone call? Depends on the person. I don't really like to talk on the phone. Like you're probably one of the only people I talk to on the phone, you and one of my friends. Um, we're like, you guys, you two are the only girls that I really talk to on the phone. I won't choose talking on the phone over text i just like don't so you just answer because you're like they're gonna keep calling no because i know that you talk on the phone and like i'll like my friend Kristen, like i talk to her on the phone regularly because i know like i have so much to say or like she we just bounce off each other whatever but i can be like okay i gotta go and hang up on her also but like some people it's like awkward if you hung up on me i'd probably be like i'm not talking to her for five days No, like, I mean, like, if I like had to go, like, oh my God, I'm running into the store. Like, I'll talk to you later. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, some people, yeah. it's, like, awkward to get off the phone with them. So, like, I don't want to even talk to you on the phone. Not you, but, yeah. like, in general. So, I'd rather just text you. Why can't you, why can't just be, like, gotta go, be a thing? 
because people are offended by that. Okay, so how do you feel about long-distance relationships versus, like, living close? At this point in my life, I want to be in a long-distance relationship because I don't have the energy or time to put into someone every single day. Right. So, like, I want to see you for periods of time, and then you can go home. We can have our space. I can get a chance to miss you, and then we can come back together. Right. So you're not looking for, like, a relationship where it's, like, got to be together, like, 24-7? No, absolutely not. I just, I literally pour myself into my kids daily, and I just don't have it in me to do that. I don't like those types of relationships just, like, in general. Like, I've never been that girl to want to be, like with somebody 24-7, like, never have a break. Yeah. You know, like... It's, like, I'm, rushed into it. Yeah, like, I can't... That stresses me out. It's, like, I... At the end of the day, I really mm-hmm. like to take a shower, put my kid to bed, you know, eat dinner. And, like, have time to have yourself time a little to bit. myself. Mm-hmm. You know, That's I exactly like that separation. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately, I'm allowed to have that separation, so that's good. Like, it's really good, but at the same time, you like having someone there, too. Yeah. You know? But like that's you like where that like medium. FaceTime comes in. Yeah, that's where FaceTime comes in. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like what you just described with, like, being around each other 24-7 was, first of all, Javi and I were so young. Yeah. And we were together 24-7. Like, once we were, I, like, was, like, not wanting to, like, make it official. Yeah. But we were together all the time. Like, we would start picking each other over our friends. It would be weird if it wasn't official at that point. Yeah. And then he, like, moved in so quick. We were married by one year. We were already oh, wow. married. And we rushed into it. Where, like, now I'm 25 and I'm like, okay, I need my space for a while. I want to get to yep. know you. We don't have to be up each other's asses 24-7. We can spend some time together, go our separate ways. We don't need to live together or anything like that. Like, I'm definitely into, like, the long distance thing right now, but not too long distance. Like... I don't want it to be like I have to get on a flight to see you. Right. Like I'm good with like two, three-hour drive. Okay. You do your thing at work, go to school, whatever. I do my thing with the kids, whatever. Right. You don't want basically somebody to like tie you down right now. No. Yeah. See, Will and I, whenever we were in college, we were literally inseparable. Like if he wasn't playing baseball. You were together. We were together. That's how me and Javi were. If he wasn't at work, we were together. And like I enjoyed it. Like at that point. At in my that life, time, yeah. But like now that we're but, older, yeah. I think whenever you get older, it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like you develop like your independence and like yeah, you, you know what you want. You know you want your space. Yes. Like I don't think that I could. No, I just I like to have a little bit of my own space, especially because like I'm overstimulated after like getting the kids to bed anyway from having. I've had kids hang on me all day. If it's not, you know, Isaac and Lincoln, it's, you know, I have Lux with me all the time. So I kind of want just like my downtime to like. Do you ever feel guilty though? Because like, I feel like as a mom that sometimes I get like frustrated and it's like, I just want time to myself. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like when you finally get your quiet, when you sit there, it's like, you kind of feel guilty because you felt like you needed that time to yourself. Like I've, I feel like I'm. I think. Like this trip, for example, I don't have Lux with me. Yeah. I feel guilty. Right. Because why should I put my child on someone else so that I can come do this? Right. But then the other part of me is like, okay, I also needed this because like I told you yesterday, I landed and I slept. I probably slept for 10 hours. So I recharge, go back home. I can be a better mom. And this is also the first time that I really truly left him. So part of me feels guilty, but also part of me knows that I need that to be the best mom that you can be. And I think that's come along with just having, because you have Isaac who's seven. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that you, like you've developed over the years because yeah. it's taken me almost five years to develop that with having Jackson. You know, yeah. it's like you need that separation of having fulfillment other places in your life other yeah. than just being a mom. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to just be defined as a mom, just mom. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm, I can be other things. Like and you can work and you can be a friend and you can be, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's good for your kids too, because as much as they need you, they need to learn to, in a sense, be without you, not for like long periods, periods of, of time, time. Right. But they need to learn to cope with kind of not having you there 24 Mm seven because you know, you are going to have to work and you are going to have to like do other things other than just be a mom sometimes. And that's okay. And it's taken me a long time to get to the point of saying like, that's okay. Yeah. No, I mean, Lux is about to be four months old Yeah, and I'm not left him. Like I don't want to leave him. So now it's like, okay, he's four months. He's just about sleeping through the night. I can just step away for literally two days so I can 
come do this and then go back home and I'm a you know, I won't leave him again for weeks. So you're in a better place. It's yeah. like you're recharged. Like mm-hmm. you've had girl time. You've mm-hmm. hung out with your friends. Yeah. You know, you've been able to go out to eat without changing a diaper, feed yeah. somebody a bottle mm-hmm. and get work done burgers. and then go back home. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's so funny. Um, that's so funny though. The other night I had, I told you, I took all my nieces and nephews and I, so I had six you're kids. You're brave. Well, my kids have been asking for their cousins for so long and she's a single mom of four. I'm a single mom of three. And so like, I understand. Um, I was like, can I have the three big kids? Cause our youngest one is pretty young. Um, I said, can I have the three big kids? Because you know, my kids have been asking for them. So she was like, yeah, absolutely. I took them for the whole weekend from Thursday to Sunday. Oh my gosh. I'm sure she was like, yeah, go ahead. And the youngest one went with their dad. And so she had a free weekend. She worked and, you know, did whatever. And, um, we, we went to the movies, we went for food. Oh my gosh. It was crazy, but they did play outside for a lot, a lot of it. But, um, you know, they went home and I was like, So what were the ages? Okay. So, um, Mia is my niece and she's eight. Isaac is seven. The twins are six. They'll be seven. There's twins. There's twins. And then Lincoln is four and then Lux is almost four months. Oh my gosh. So I had all of them. We went to the movies. It was a great time, but they played outside a lot. We got, we did whatever. Um, and when they went home Sunday, cause I had them all weekend. Um, I was like, I'm going to have a drink. And I know, you know, I'm not a drinker. I don't drink. And I had like a Mike's Hard Lemonade, which is like 5% alcohol, whatever. And I was like, wow, this is nice. Like I understand why people drink when they put their kids to bed or they're gone or whatever. And I was like, this is... Everyone always tells me that. They're like, you haven't lived your best life yet because you don't drink. Yeah, but something little, like it literally is like... I think maybe less than 5% alcohol, like, but it like made me feel nice to like sit down on the couch and like just collect myself after such a crazy weekend. Yep. And it was fine. And then I went to Well, you did have six kids. That's a little different than having three. Yeah. But I mean, after three, I think it's what's another. Yeah. No, mm -mm, for sure not. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I just need one for right now. I'm good with that. I feel like you should try this wink where you fill out a, a quiz online and then you can have wine shipped to your door. You can. I filled out the quiz this week. Though. You did? Okay. Yes. So did it find, did you find a wine that you, that so they selected for you? It was such an easy process. I started with the quiz, took literally two seconds to create the account. They recommended two red wines for me and two white. I'm not a, I'm not a red wine drinker, but I do, I think I would do like Moscato if it's, if they did. I feel like, but when you go in and like select, you know. What it, you like, it, 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 it kind of matches, matches you. No, yeah. And pairs. Okay. So it was two Cabernets, a white blend, and a Chardonnay. Then you can try it at night after you get Jackson to bed. You have some time to yourself, oh. downtime, and then you can try it. Yes. Nobody's saying we're getting drunk. Yeah, it's nobody's like saying that. One and, or two drinks. And you can invite your friends over and for maybe watch night. like This Is Us. Yeah, I, you know what? I will do that. Let's tell our followers about where to go for a wink then. So you're going to go to Try Wink. Spelled T R Y W I N C dot com slash combos for twenty dollars off. And that's trywink dot com slash combos for twenty dollars off. All right, guys, that was it for coffee combos this week, and we will be with you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.